0: CHAPTER FIVE OF OUR WESTERN BIRDS This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. OUR WESTERN BIRDS by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell THE CROW Wherever the crow calls, there is trouble. He may not make the trouble himself, but other people will. The farmer sees him at work or play in the field, and shoots at him. The crow usually flies off, mumbling something about, only hunting for grubs, didn't mean to pull up the corn too. The crow is a relative of the blue jay, and has many of the habits of the jay. The jay wears a prettier coat than the crow, and perhaps it is on this account that he is not so commonly despised. Crow has a hard life of it, let him live where he may. Next to the linnet, our farmers hate him. All farmers everywhere hate him, and so unlucky Crow keeps as well out of sight as he can. No need of telling anyone that the Crow is black. You would as soon look at a red and blue stovepipe as for a Crow in any other colour than black. Perhaps it is because the Crow is black, and he knows it, that he shuns the open country as much as he can. He loves best the dark woods. Here he is not so easily seen. He has learned to be wary. All his forefathers and foremothers have been despised, and the instinct to keep out of reach is born in him. Especially does he keep at long range when a hunter is in sight." but whatever may be said against the crows, they have a virtue which should commend them to western people. It is said that a pair of crows, once mated, never separate as long as they live. They take each other, for better or for worse, and if left undisturbed, they use the same nesting site year after year. To be sure, it is not much of a nest, only a few sticks laid up loosely on the branch of a tree. The eggs are four to six, greenish dotted with browns. In the lowlands, the nesting season is in April and May. Though the crows do not nest in our gardens, they are known to visit our farmyards and fields when they are hungry, like any tramp. They are seen to follow hunters when they are out camping, like the jay, for what crumbs and scraps they may find. They are accused of taking eggs from the nests of smaller birds, and flying off with them to eat them at their leisure. That is no more than we all do, is it? Do not we all hunt eggs, and think we have fine luck if we chance upon a hatful in the mow? Crow can take but one at a time, since he wears no hat." Crows are really useful birds, and the farmers should not despise them so. They take thousands of insects that are worse enemies to the farmer than the crows themselves. Wonder if the farmers will believe this. The boys might watch and see if this is true. The boys might form boys' farmers clubs on purpose to report for the birds who are unable to speak for themselves. It would be great fun, as well as a useful work for the interests of agriculture. Perhaps you will not see the crows in large flocks, but oftener in pairs, or in autumn, in families of five or six. They seem to be holding conferences together at times, sitting on little bare limbs of trees and chattering in their own dialect. Tamed crows make interesting pets. There was one in our family once for a while, but on account of its habit of hiding grandmother's spectacles, the sister's thimbles, and father's pennies, he was excused from living with us very long. He had a sly way of hunting through coats and vests that happened to be left in his sight. He knew how to find the pockets, and stole what happened to be in them. Cunning fellow, and a thief as well. End of chapter 5 Recording by Alan Mapstone